Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Takenoko. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shondell. And this is a podcast where we talk about board games. And today we're reviewing Takenoko. This game plays ages eight and up. It's for two to four players. And it plays for approximately 45 minutes. Basic gameplay. So in Takenoko, you are a court member of the Japanese emperor in Imperial Japan. And there has been some disputes between Japan and China and you're finally on the mend. And the Chinese have gifted the Japanese emperor a panda, a giant panda as a symbol of peace. And your job is to set up a bamboo garden for this panda and care for the panda Um, And you're going to be growing three species of bamboo, which are green, yellow, and pink, and feeding the panda and just making a nice garden. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so at the very start of the game, you place a pond tile in the center of the table and with a gardener and a panda on it. Very, very easy. And the pond tile is the middle of the garden that everyone is working on. So you're all working off the same garden. On their turn, each person then has to do two out of the five actions available to them. The first is uh, called plots, where you draw three different land tiles, which you don't know what they are, and you choose one of the three to lay down next to the pond or an additional adjacent And the plots, the plots themselves are green, yellow, and pink to correspond with the green, yellow, and pink bamboo. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you can do is lay irrigation. So there's irrigation pipes that come out of that centre pond because anything that's not directly connected to a piece of water like that centre pond needs to be watered somehow. The third thing you can do is move the gardener and you move him in a straight line and where he ends up is where he grows the bamboo. If there are other adjacent plot tiles that are connected, they also grow one additional bamboo if they are the same colour. The next action available to you is to move the panda and the panda moves in the same way as the gardener, just in a straight line. And where he lands, he eats a piece of bamboo. So you take that piece of bamboo off one of the trees and you place it on your board in the panda stomach spot. And the last thing you can do is draw an objective card. And there are three different types of objective cards. There's the gardener, there's the panda and there's a plot objective. These objective cards are what actually scores you the points in the game. So that's what you're trying to achieve to get your victory points. So the first type of objective card is the plot objective. And these are just picture layouts of how you want the garden to look. So it might be like a V shape of three green garden beds. So once that's achieved, whether you put those beds down or some other player did, you get to claim that you've achieved that objective and you get the points for it. The next type is the gardener objective cards and they are generally in relation to the number of the height of the bamboo and they can be one or it can be three or how many different types of bamboos and of, of various heights and the final objective is the panda objective and that is the panda's objective is to eat the bamboo so that is to do with the bamboo that ends up in your stomach 
there could be, you know, like he has an objective to eat one piece of each colour bamboo. Once you've collected one piece of each colour bamboo on your board in the stomach, then you trade them in and you've completed that objective. At the start of your turn, you roll a weather dice to get extra bonus actions. And there's also different improvements that can be placed on tiles or uh, inbuilt into some of those tiles. The first person to get X objectives, which is based on the number of players, finishes the game. And then it's just a matter of adding up all the objective points to see who's won. Review. Okay, let's get on to our review. Um, presentation. I gave this a four. I gave it a five. Interesting. So <laughs> I very clearly had something to mark it down on. That's why I found oh, it interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. So it's a beautiful box. It is. And the instruction manual, the artwork on let's, that and the cards, it's just beautiful and fun. Let's slow down in the instruction manual. It is excellent. Um, it's one of those ones with plenty of pictures, which is great. It lays out the startup, the end conditions, etc., etc., etc. And at the start, it also has this comic book, which yes. shows you the backstory, which is great and, and original and amazing. It's, it's good. I, I really enjoyed that. Yes. And it's one I actually read as well. Yeah, you, I don't know you something do. about the comic book because it was just a small yeah. little section of it and it was just fun to read. Yeah. It was light and enticing. Well, that's the, and the colours. That, that's it. That, this is the, the essence of the game. It's light and enticing. You said it. Yep. And it, it just follows through. Yep. It, it, we'll get there. No need to do the rest of the review. That's it. That, that's it. <laughs> um, what else did I talk about? I absolutely love the miniatures, the little gardener and panda yep. miniatures. Yep. The fact that they come standard within the box. Yep, and they're already great. painted. Yep. So you don't have to worry about doing any of that. It's just these cute little miniatures and a cute little panda and, yeah, it's just fun. And, look, you mentioned the box as well and the box artwork. It stands out. It's got lots of pinks and purples, which you put on a board game shelf along with all your space themes and night themes and sci-fi, blah, blah, blah. But this pink and purple theme, it does stand out. It's beautiful. The colours on it, it's great. Yes. The pink, though, is the one thing that I did mark this down on. So when you open up the box, the insert, the inlay mm. in there, is pink and the colours on the box are pinky purple. And... Given the age range that this is sort of aimed at, because I would say this is aimed for families, like slightly older families, you know, it says eight plus. And at that age, boys still do not like pink. And this may sound sexist or whatever, but it's not going to entice the boys to play. They're not going to want to play a game that's so pink. I've got a little bit more to say with that about that in the rookie section but yeah no, I, I agree the the pink doesn't exactly it does stand out yes as something but hey if you're going to purchase a game you don't really know what the insert color is going to be yeah and but then, even the box yeah, artwork's got a bit of pink and purple on it it does but i think i think and a cute makes panda it, and it makes it it makes it stand out but it makes it look the box artwork and the thing it just makes it look like a girl's game and you don't want yeah it's strange because I don't say this when we're reviewing space games and it's night black. games that it's yeah that it's a boys game, but something about this because I think girls don't mind playing that, but boys at that age to play something that's pink, it's 
not necessarily a bad thing because given all the themes that are out there at the moment, there's plenty for the boys market. Yeah. And look, I was going to hold off to the rookie rating, but I won't because you've, you've mentioned it. I tried to introduce uh, a family to a bunch of different board games. I told them about them all, uh, showed them all the pictures of the games, etc. because I worked with them. It was great. She had a couple of – she had two girls and the one thing that sold it was the panda. I don't, I don't care whether you have a panda or a puppy or a dinosaur. At the end of the day, if it gets – people girls young girls playing and thinking strategy that's brilliant yeah excellent and not only it's not only about the strategy it's also about the spatial awareness putting those plot objectives together and you're looking at how that fits into a pattern mm-hmm. and providing water to it and growing the bamboo it, it's brilliant it's I, I love it i love the fact that the target audience just isn't boys because boys just play it but you've got the girls also get a chance yep. to have a, have a go. And this is something with the mini panda will definitely draw them in. Plus, obviously, the expansion has the, the, the baby pandas. Is it a baby panda? It's baby pandas. Okay. So that's also going to work with them as well. And look, you know, if, if the young, the girls play it and they have young brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters I'm sure they're going to play it as well. The other thing that I did mark it down for, so it wasn't all just because of the pink, was that the inlay that's in the box. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty good inlay. It has a space for everything it's an and excellent, everything. excellent inlay. Except the bamboo moves. So it has one spot for each of the colours of bamboo. And no matter how we put that box on the shelf, when you open it up, there's some green bamboo in the yellow spot and there's some pink bamboo you in the green spot. That, it's but all I mixed opened up. it up just then and they were all in their place and they it's hadn't probably moved. Probably because I only just resorted them. Oh, did the you? <laughs> okay. I was looking, oh, this is great. It's excellent. Okay. No, so you they resorted move. them. Yeah, they okay. move. It's not a big deal, but that's why I marked it a four and not a five. Picky. Picky, picky, picky. Ah, okay, it's my turn no, to be picky. That's fine. And I look, I, I, maybe because I'm the one who's tired this time, I'm giving it nice and easy numbers. But, yeah, no, five for me. This is a quintessential way that people should build board games, I think, that package and store the games in their own little place markers. Yeah, yeah not as great as Warlords of Waterdeep where you can actually get the little finger inserts and things like that. Yeah, but, but it is still... It's, it's a good, yeah. It's been thought a of. A box that's actually, you know, they've considered where everything goes and laid it all out. And Miniatures are already pre-painted. Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. Rookie rating. Now, I also gave this a five. And I also gave it a four. <laughs> Once again, I'm probably tired and therefore I'm giving it the nice easy numbers. No, this is an excellent gateway game in my mind. It starts off very easy, easy to teach, easy for people to follow. I actually think that the 8 plus is arguable. You could probably scale this game if you wanted to to make it easier for younger kids if you needed to. Yeah, you can take out the weather dice is one thing that's easy to do. Yeah. And yeah. and then in the or rules it even says... Or whatever you wanted to take yeah, out. And the rules it even says for the first round that you don't use that weather dice at all. So if you took it out for the whole game, it would be okay. So, yes, and again, as I mentioned before, definitely one that might actually appeal finally to young girls that are 
that may not be interested in board games because they think it's a boys thing, but it certainly isn't. And having those skills that board games do teach you is only a plus. So there isn't much down at a four is because there is a bit going on. I mean, you say it's easy to teach, but I was teaching Ticket to Ride recently and there's only three things you can do when you turn on that and that still managed to confuse some people. This thing says five, this game, there's five different actions you can choose to take on your can. turn. Yeah. So there's... But you only choose two of them. Yes, you only choose two actions each round, but there's five choices that you can pick from. So there is quite a bit going on. Plus, on top of that, there's multiple ways to earn the points with the different objective cards. So it is a little bit more complex. Having said that, I think it's still a good game for families, um, even if they're ones that don't play a lot of games. And it's always one of my top recommendations for families because I do think it is a good game for families. So if it's one that... I will recommend for families who don't play games, that's saying it's pretty high in the, you know, suitability for rookies. Okay, player interaction. I gave this one a three. And I gave it a four. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. Your game is definitely impacted by other players. Like you could be growing bamboo for a gardener objective. And another player is trying to achieve a panda objective and so they keep getting the panda to eat the bamboo that you're trying to grow up for this objective. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely impacted by other players. But because your objectives are secret, um, no one really knows what they are. So when you're taking your actions, you're only ever taking your actions focusing on what you're doing and what you want. It's not actions, like it's not a deliberate or intentional interaction. It's sort of a side effect of the fact that you're all playing on the same board or you're all building the same garden. So because it's got that building the same garden, you are interacting with others, but it's not a deliberate interaction. And that's the only real interaction of the game. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think you summed that up very well. I I don't know how much more I can add to that other than the fact that it's not a verbal game. It's not a party game, so don't think about it like that. This is going to be a game where you – and, again, it's not really analysis paralysis either. It's somewhere in between there because there's only a couple of actions. The the, the rounds are quite fast. You're either building to achieve – a plot objective or a garden objective or a, ba- or a, a panda objective and sometimes they complement each other so what yeah. you're going to be doing is pretty basic and you know that you need to either expand the land or get water to the land or grow the bamboo or get the gardener so get the gardener to to, to sorry look get gardener does grow the bamboo so get the panda to eat the bamboo so um, no I shouldn't be com- I shouldn't be confused because this is a very very easy game I really enjoyed it I think the player interaction is there but as you said it's very it's unintentional yeah excellent you said that very well and it's like you said it's not an analysis paralysis game it's not a heavy strategy game but it is a strategy game so it's not a talky game but it's not a get stuck trying to work out what you do game it's it's just that right level of in between Mm. it's an in-between game Mm -hmm. and that leads us on to balance and i gave this a four hey i gave it a four as well yay (laughs) (laughs) um do you know though this was probably the hardest game i've ever had to come up with a ranking for balance for Really? Yep, I really struggled with it. Well, I mean, like, you, you do have your randomness in terms of the tiles that you draw. You know, th- yep. draw yep. three, keep, 
keep one choose and one. the dice yep. that you roll and you start. could draw all green tiles because yep. it's more green tiles than anything else so yep. you draw three choose one well they're all the same and then you've also got the the dice that you roll and the actions yep. and how you take the weather dice yep but but the but it still has that strategy behind it there's and also I the cards think, of course yes the, the objective cards. cards yep what ones you draw how difficult they are to achieve, how many points they're and worth. You can just get lucky with the player before you and, and it, their objectives line up with your objectives somehow. Yep. Unintentionally or not, it means that you don't need to take that extra action to build your objective because they've done it for you, which yep. is great. And then you can go off and, and uh, if you, especially if you can see them, that they're keen on putting like two bits of pink together and you know you've got a, a pink plot objective. You're like, okay, that's fine. I'll just let you do your let you help me out while I do another objective and hey, yeah, you've yeah. done it. So yeah, no, I I think that you get the luck that way, but at the end of the day, it does there is a fair bit of strategy in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And if you've played it a few times, you know that those objective cards they're not they're, there's a lot of repetition in those objective yeah. cards as yeah. well. So you can pick what the other person is trying to do, especially if it's if it's a growing objective, gardener growing objective where they have to grow like four um, bits of bamboo and you see that and then you, you just keep on getting that panda to come over and, and steal and eat some bamboo and just, just you know, it, it, you it's might, very... You I, might. I do, I do that. that, that, that this is game great. is generally yeah, yeah. not very... Uh, Picking on other people, it's working it, on it your doesn't own. Ha- thing. It doesn't have to be, but you, know, you do have that interaction. You do have that knowledge of what the finite number of objectives are. If there was more objectives or more combinations of objectives out there, then sure, um, that might decrease that strategy which I've just mentioned. Yeah, see, I just I struggle with this one because I was like, yeah, maybe there's more strategy than luck. There probably is a little bit more strategy than luck, so it's not completely balanced in terms of that. And like you, you mentioned all the reasons, or all the ways luck does play into it. But at the end of the day, I think there's still maybe a little bit more strategy. And also, I was like, maybe an expert has a little bit of an advantage. Um, because you know what sort of objective cards are out there and so at different times of the game you might know which cards are best to pick up than at other times of the game. Having said that though, I feel like every time I think I've worked this out, we play it and I take those objectives and it doesn't work out for me. Like I've, like I've Here's a tip for you that I've picked up is that it's not much point picking up the plot cards until the See, very end. Well, that's what I thought and you know I'd, I'd do a different objective and then I tried it and I was like hold on in this particular game it would have been way better if I had done that at the start like yeah. you gotta get varies. a reading you gotta get a reading yeah. on how big the land mass is versus you know how much bamboo's growing around versus because if there's lots of bamboo up then you want the you want to get the the garden objectives because they, they might already be achieved yeah uh, the yeah. panda ones will never be achieved uh, unless you've got already got some bamboo sitting in front of you and therefore yes because you sometimes you do need to get the panda to eat the bamboo to get the to get the, the, the gut to get the bamboo, bamboo down, down to, to the, the right height yes. because the gardener has specific objectives have specific heights that the bamboo yeah. needs to be so you end up with bamboo <laughs> sitting in your stomach and that's the one way you can race and get a lot of objective cards out i think another strategy which i've seen happen is that you don't need to declare that you've achieved objective as soon as you've done it yeah, but I think you're supposed to in terms of fairness of the game. Yeah, the plot 
uh, objectives, for example, can be done at any time. But obviously, the, the panda ones, which is what in your, what's in your belly, yeah. needs to be done at that point in time. And same with the gardeners, because you've achieved it at that point in yeah, time. Yeah, the gardener you have to do straight away, because otherwise yeah. the bamboo is going to come and eat your bamboo in your yeah. garden. It's not going to be what it's supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these are all different strategies, but they're all t- like they're totally legit strategies. And every time I think one of them is the one way to win, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't really think an expert maybe has an advantage. Maybe they do slightly because, like I said, they're aware of what different types of objectives are out there. But really going, okay, I've played this game enough times that I know all you should do is try and do the gardener objectives. It doesn't work out that way. It really, every time you think you've got it worked out, you play another game and it just... It's all based on the game, I guess which is that, good. That's a really – it's a sign of a really good game that, you know, you can't pre-plan it in such a way that you're always going to win. Well, that goes perfectly into replayability. Okay, replayability, I gave a three. And I gave it a four. So what I've said is that I wouldn't play it again on the same night. No, I, I totally agree. I've actually written that down. And then – Maybe not I even think, in the same month. I look, I think the 45-minute that's on the box is probably just a two-player game because this does feel like longer than 45 minutes for me when I bring it out. Really? Yeah, it does. I don't, know. I don't know. It just feels like the game is it's not heavy, but it no. can it can go a little longer. It just feels like I think one game It feels night. like, yeah. I think it still plays in 45 minutes, but it's one of those games that feels like when it's getting to the end of the game, you're ready for the game to end. Like a holiday, you know, you enjoy a holiday, but when it's getting getting to to the end of the holiday, you're ready to come home. Like, okay, (laughs) let's finish this holiday now. So yeah, I said maybe not even in the same month, but I might have done when it was new. So when I first brought it home, I probably would have played it a few times in the same month. I think we did. That's a good thing about all games, really, is to get, you know, you sort of get your money's worth in those first couple of months when you play it quite a lot. And this one, the reason I like the replayability, bleh, the reason I like the replayability of it is it doesn't stay its welcome on your shelf. No. Because even as you buy more games, it will still make the occasional appearance on your table. Yep. I've called this game Timeless. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this game is going to age at all. It's not a game we would ever get rid of because we do still play it. Yep. So even though we've had it for years and even though we've got all these new nice shiny games, we do still play this one. Yep. So, and yeah. Look, I don't think this game is a filler either. It doesn't fit no. in between other games. This is the game that you want to play in the night. This is probably the game that people are going to remember. And then you have a couple of light games either side of this. Though the yep. whole night will be light in that case if that's what your objective is going to be. Yep. It's, but again, I mark, yeah. Where, where did you mark it down? Well, it's because it's not one that you're going to be playing. Like at this stage, I would say we probably play it once, maybe twice a year. Yeah. You know, it's not one that you're going to be playing all the but, time because you if, love it that much. But if kids came over, or, you know, even a young niece came over, then this is the game that I would reach for. True, true. But even then, it's not that often. One so. last thing that I'll mention about this is a fast setup time. Yes. Without a yes. doubt, it's one of the games that you can get up and going within a couple of minutes. Because all you it really need to long, do is find that one takes, tile and exactly. put it in the middle and of the table. It takes longer to explain the game than it does to set it up, yep. which is great. And theme. Now, for me, the theme is a five. Yep, 
I got a five as well. This is the strongest part of this game. It is amazing. It's a great theme. It's original. It's simple and it works well and complements the game play. Yes. Very similar words. I I like the theme. It's unique and it's fun. It just, it's, it's, many people might think this is simple to achieve the way that a good mesh between a theme and a game mechanic, but we've just, there's so many bad examples out there where it just doesn't work well. It works so well in this case that it's easier to explain it with the theme than it is to if you removed it away from the theme. Yes. It'd be harder to work out well, what, what am I taking away markers for with yeah. this particular with this particular marker. No, it's a panda. It eats the bamboo. Yeah. You, you, you put it in your belly. It's fantastic. You're a gardener. You grow the bamboo. Yep. You know, you expand your territory. And not and only you irrigate that, your territory. And not only that, when you're the gardener and you're trying to grow the bamboo and then the panda comes along and eats it, it's frustrating. Exactly. It's like, ah, oh, this panda keeps eating all my bamboo. Exactly. You can sell that to kids or you can sell that for any to anybody really anyone who just you can visualize it and that is something that is makes this game so good and not only that like when you've got the laying out the plots of the garden itself because everyone's building off the same tile in the center of the table you're not building your own pretty little gardens so you might have an idea of what you want your garden layout to look like or what you want your garden layout to be but you because you're all supposed to be you know members of the court all trying to impress the emperor so you're all working in this garden at the same Mm, time mm. with conflicting objectives and that plays through as well because you're all trying to build in the center garden and lay things out the way you need to lay them out and yeah, and other people get in your way, and it's great. Without this theme, this would almost this game might almost be boring. Oh yeah, yep. If you called it, if this was an abstract game, then it, we would not have purchased it. It would not be sitting on a shelf right now, and we would not have had as many plays as what we've had with it. Yep. The theme is the thing. Yep. Best and worst. So best and worst. What was your best? My best in this game is the panda and gardener miniatures because they yep. are cute and they are painted and they are there and yeah, they just, and I'd probably extend that to say the bamboo itself. It's little wooden pieces of bamboo that stack inside each other as the bamboo grows higher. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, we just mentioned the theme and the way that it integrates so well into the game mechanics. And worst? Irrigation. You don't like the irrigation. I don't like the irrigation because you have to – I can't even remember how you get irrigation. That sounds terrible. You pick from the roll of the dice. Yeah, I think that's one way to get it, but I think there's other ways to get it because you're not just relying on that. Anyway, you get irrigation in one turn and then you hold on to it until a different turn whenever you're ready to lay the irrigation down. And then I've always found – did I just end up with irrigation in my, like, it's just sitting there. I've just got a, like a you, backlog of it. You, I've wasted you're, all you're these the one actions. You're the and I just sit back and watch you irrigate. Yeah, and I, it's, it's frustrating when you know other people are benefiting, but then you need those plots to be irrigated for you to complete your objectives. And then you, like, I acquire all this irrigation and then I start turning out plots that already have a watershed on them so that <laughs> they don't require that irrigation. And I don't know, just... 
it's not that it's a problem with the game. It's the way that you it's play it. It's just something that I don't like about it <laughs> because it, it, it's the way that you play it. Yeah, I end up with all this leftover irrigation, and on and like you said. I put a lot of effort into irrigating and I know it's helping other people complete their objectives <laughs> and that just frustrates me. Um, for me, it's th- there's no real catch-up mechanism. So if you are falling behind, you haven't achieved the objectives, somehow you've concentrated on the wrong thing, there's no way to catch up. Well, but that's- kind of. Because if you just pick up the right objective card, someone else might have already completed it for you. So that's, you can that's just luck. get the points. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess so. Final thoughts. So my final thoughts on this game is it's an excellent gateway game that plays simple, but uh, it doesn't lose its replayability over the time. As I mentioned, it's it's timeless. Yep, I'm nodding my head in a podcast, which is always great. Um, my overall impression is that it's a beautiful, unique and fun family game. So I'd buy this game because it is something simple to teach and easy to play. Buy if you're looking for a good family game. Yep. Buy if you have young kids who want to get into the board game scene. Um, This one's a little bit more complicated, but it's something you have mentioned at the start. I will buy if you want a game that teaches your children good skills. And we haven't really talked about this much, but it's something that we truly believe is that playing board games teaches your children skills that can be applied to other aspects of their life like it's just good thinking skills so this one has the spatial reasoning and you've got the the way in your options the risk versus reward of the different cards you pick up and the spatial reasoning is with the plot cards by the way and so it's got these range of skills that you can learn through playing a game so the kids don't even know they're learning these skills like it's it's yeah. yeah, it's something we don't talk about much, but something we truly believe in, how beneficial board games can be for different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. And my final one is buy if you want something light and fun with no bloodshed or death or stealing or any yeah. bad aspects at all. Good call. This has got great morals to it. It's very simple. Yep. Unless and you're playing against Pete and he deliberately gets the panda <laughs> to eat the bamboo that you're trying to grow. No, no bad stuff happens except, of course, the panda might be a little bit obese after playing this game. Uh, my last one is buy if you want to make some of the bamboo towers. Get a look at the photos of this. They're pretty cool. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.